0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: This is internet marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is internet marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, I'd love to hear from you. Give them a call plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk/contact or you can speak to Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site, they'd be more than happy to help. Now, today I am joined by Dwayne Forrester, VP of Industry Insights at Yext. Dwayne, how are you doing?
0: Excellent, Andy. Thank you so much for having me on the show today.
1: Absolute pleasure. And you're in Sully, California, aren't you?
0: I am, smack in the middle of Southern California, a few minutes from the Pacific Ocean. And i uh, As you can imagine, we're staring down the holidays here on the West Coast in proper California style with bright sunshine and sultry weather.
1: Sounds great. Right, let's start off. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Yext, and then we'll come on to what happens at Yext. Okay. Um,
0: Well, uh, obviously, uh, my name is Dwayne Forrester. I am Vice President of Industry Insights for Yext. Um, So a large part of my role is – being on shows like this, um, speaking at conferences, uh, I just finished up about five weeks on the road, a few days off in between different events. Um, uh, part of my role is to uh, attend client meetings, answer questions. Uh, because of my background, having worked at a search engine before, having run Bing Webmaster Tools and and done a number of other things, I, uh, I find myself a lot of times answering questions for large businesses that uh, that are actually using our services, yeah. it's a it's a great part of the relationship, and I love being able to uh, to help companies and and kind of have that impact at scale. I write a lot, you know. That's uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell, right? I write, I speak, uh, I think about where trends are going, uh, which new technologies are impacting consumers the change in behavior that that elicits, and then I help translate that for businesses to understand where they need to invest in their programs and why they need to invest in certain directions to be successful with this next generation of consumers.
1: Now, Yext is very, very interesting, actually. Tell us what Yext does. So
0: Yext is a digital knowledge management platform. Essentially, we take all of the data that you want to have exposed to consumers And we help you manage it. We give you a platform for inclusion across a couple of hundred locations, including, you know, the big guys like Google and Bing and so on. But we make it easier for people to manage that footprint on a broad basis. Mm. You know, along with that, uh, we are continually expanding, obviously. Um, Just this past April, we announced a partnership through Amazon where um, all of that business data that's available, uh, is now available as spoken answers to the uh, Amazon suite of devices so anytime someone asks Alexa for information about a local business and right now I will caution this is a US facing uh, scenario yeah. um but uh, when someone asks about a local business uh, all of that business data and information is available and Alexa will answer and share that information directly with the consumer so we're kind of at the forefront of those types of integrations and uh and ultimately, uh, it makes a big difference. Um, I'm a believer in the product, obviously. Mm. Um, it's um, it's been on a huge growth curve. I'd say about 20 months ago or so, um, maybe a little bit, well, a little more than that. Uh, we had our IPO. You know, so like very large global company, offices around the world: Paris, Berlin, London, a couple of offices in the United States in San Francisco and New York. You know thousand employees, um, and really smart people. Mm. Uh, sometimes you'll, you'll hear this from some of the folks that have been around a few years like me. It's like, uh, you know, if I had to apply for a job now, I don't know that I'd qualify. And <laughs> it's, it's an incredibly intelligent group of people we have solving these problems and yeah. with the relationships we build over time with, with folks at Bing, with folks at Google, you know, it just, it allows for inclusion In things to be a part of a beta program which then gets passed on to our customers and that kind of idea um we're unlikely to ever be a name that consumers understand because we're not consumer facing we face businesses yeah you're b2b aren't you yeah totally we are that that kind of background platform you know um there was an old uh slogan for a company it's you know we don't make the product we make the product better Mm. and in our case we make the data management easier that's that's effectively what we do and for some businesses what that means is actually enabling data management because they don't have it as it is right now. Or their concept of data management is, you know, 1,400 spreadsheets filled with information. And when someone needs something, someone literally has to go combing through a spreadsheet to try to find that data point. Oh, dear. You know, and, and that is, that is unfortunately a lot of large brands still operate a, a lot of their areas with that type of approach because you know it was you had to start somewhere and you yeah. started with a document and sure. you continued to grow and then yes. it became a quote repository <laughs> and you know it's like look put the fancy word on it it's a G doc. it's an excel spreadsheet like yes that's what it is yes. you know the, the,
1: the humble spreadsheet the and, poor man's database yeah
0: yeah, yeah. but and and, and fantastic um, uh, but only scales to a certain point, point. Mm. and then you run into human integration issues. Uh, you can run into almost immediately version control issues, and so on. And so, being able to manage that through the de facto system, uh, it it brings some really big dividends. So, yeah,
1: it's funny because when I was um, researching Yext and finding out what Yext did, it was I came up with this phrase in my head, and it was it was a really silly phrase. It was something like, uh, "Oh yeah, these guys are like a sort of professional." Um, Business metadata shepherds but it's more than that isn't it because you really are curating this information and making sure it's properly available and you've got a very interesting kind of relationship with the businesses haven't you Uh, tell us about that because you've got this concept of of a digital knowledge manager the d or dkm yeah
0: yeah and you know as as uh, there's two sides to this and it's really important that folks understand this right digital knowledge management is is the activity of identifying all of the entities that are applicable to your business so all of the digital assets and we'll call those out so that folks have clear examples Uh, name of the business address of the business phone number for the business website for the business hours of operation Mm -hmm. um price points um menus for businesses that that matters to professional designations for you know solicitors and and uh and healthcare professionals all of these pieces youtube videos attributable to the business uh, interviews with the c suite and so on all of these are individual entities uh, but they are digital assets for a business and so digital knowledge management is essentially the identification the curation and the exposure of these digital assets to consumers in the moments that matter to the consumer yeah so uh, you know if you think about it like this is a lot of work this can cover a lot of ground i mean even a small business can generate a ton of data points if it does anything online, mm. and then that kind of brings us to the flip side of this coin, which is the person who has to manage all this—the digital knowledge manager. And you know, we've had experiences where we've talked about this concept, and we've actually had companies approach us and say, like, you know, do you have a job description for this? I want to hire somebody as a digital knowledge manager. I want to give them that title and. And have they have all of this oversight hmm. to maintain this data flow, and then the flip side is um, we also know a lot of companies that um, it's not a it's not a stated designation digital knowledge manager, uh, but it is effectively the work they do, and for all of these people, something that's intrinsic to this is uh, there's actually a couple of things. First is the broad knowledge that's required to execute and understand, and. This is, you know, you you have to have a background in search engine optimization. You need to know social media. You need to know, um, you know, paid search. You need to know content management. You need to know database management. You need to understand the operations within your organization beyond marketing. Mm. You need to be able to speak their language, listen to what they're saying, understand what their problem is, and then understand how you or another group within the organization can actually help them solve that problem. So there's, there's a lot of work, and as you can see, if you have this interconnectivity broadly across a peer group within an organization, you also have the vertical exposure into the senior management in an organization. So answers to some of these questions, and they help inform uh, a number of different things that, that folks are trying to execute on. And so this becomes a very powerful role in an organization. In fact, the companies that I know of who have actually position or uh, hired for this position, um, they are all senior positions. And so, you know, this is something of a career path, a growth path for companies. Obviously, as a platform provider that allows people to get this work done, you know, we would be interested in people's career growth and, and thus my interest in it and uh, and my kind of focus in there. But it's, it's huge. Um, you know, along the way, we kind of stumbled on this notion that like this is the career growth path for a lot of people in digital marketing. Um, you know, If you think you're gonna become a senior manager somewhere as um, like a member of the senior leadership team at a corporation and you're gonna do that just on SEO or just through social media or just through paid uh, search media, th- those days are behind us, that's not happening. We're seeing fewer of those jobs. We're seeing more people taking on the umbrella control role where they are responsible for those organizations inside the company mm. and they get that senior position because they have a broader expanse of the exposure and all of that gets grouped into one group under digital. So with a little bit of outreach beyond just those digital marketing functions, you become a huge asset to the company and you uncover different ways to link pieces of information together that are incredibly important for consumers.
1: Now I could talk about this all night because it's 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 fascinating because so, I mean, you basically, I presume, as part of your your role Dwayne, you go and talk to businesses about this notion of a a, a digital knowledge manager, don't you?
0: Yeah, that is um that's actually fairly intrinsic for me. Um, we have a lot of instances where I'll be involved with a, a quarterly business review with a, a company, and it inevitably comes up. It inevitably. Because success today is as a result of a multifaceted approach, it is not predicated on a source point. Um, you know, so the idea of SEO as a strategy that's not going to carry a business forward. And SEO is not a strategy; it's a tactic. Yeah. And so we are talking holistically about things like. Mobile inclusion. We are talking about voice. We are talking about um, the hard data side of things on structured data. We're talking about database management integration. We, you know, we're talking about these things. Uh, the infrastructure within a company, in how they are layered and how they have access to data, who they need to be recruiting to feed information into which groups. Um, you know, we're talking about those things. And that's a part of almost every meeting because it's a part of the day-to-day lives of each one of these people. And if they're going to be successful, they have to they have to understand that they need to do these things. Um, in some cases, it means developing soft skills previously hadn't thought of that they didn't do a lot with. And uh, that's a really important part of the landscape today and moving forward.
1: Now, uh, Dwayne, you mentioned voice search. I just wanted to drill into voice search a bit because it feels like there's a lot of controversy around voice search and devices in the home these days. People are worried about these devices are listening thing. What's your take on it? Because you must deal with it quite a bit. Yeah, you know,
0: there's, there's two popular myths, right? On the consumer side, uh, it's that the devices are always listening to you and recording everything. And that is not the case. Simply not the case. Um, the devices are listening for their wake word, their invocation word, And until they hear that, they're not connected to the cloud. There's no intelligence. There's not a lot of thinking power in your living room in the device. Uh, When they connect to the cloud, however, they're very smart and they can actually, you know, answer questions, find information and and provide some useful uh, integrations. You know, the second myth is on the marketing side, which is um, that it's, you know, fairly straightforward to optimize for voice search. And if you can be the answer box at a set of results, you will be the spoken word. And that's not quite the truth. In fact, with every query that gets asked of a device, because this is machine learning, it changes the outputs downstream from that. So every time a consumer interacts with one of these devices, it subtly impacts and changes the answers that will come back to the next round of questions that someone asks. So it's a very moving target, Mm. and it's incredibly hard. To be successful requires a very combined approach. Like, you have to have good brand equity, you have to have good trust built with the search engines. So being mobile friendly, structured data, um, finding that you are useful. Yeah, actually being that answer box question helps as well. There's so many parts to that, that, you know, I caution folks to think that it's as simple as fill in the blank. It is very complex. And some of these areas you will not have insight into. And those areas could be the make or break for you. Mm -hmm. So huge impact here for brand uh, recognition for brand engagement and so on
1: well dwayne thanks so much for coming on the show Um, if you had uh one or two top sort of tips or takeaways for our audience today what would they be
0: educate yourself uh get a broad range of skill sets uh in your toolbox uh that is the surest way to ensure success for your business today uh and do not take shortcuts do not think that one particular thing needs to be your focus this year do not think that seo is the year of 2019 is the year of seo in your business or the year of paid search or social media all of success today comes from a combined approach to things you have to have a balance um so so it pays dividends to not only work on these things but to understand these things both professionally and personally
1: now how can our listeners find out more about uh, uh you and Yex, and also just tell us briefly about your books because you've written a few books haven't you
0: I have, in fact, back uh, a little over a decade ago now, I started my first one, uh, Turn Clicks Into Customers, or I'm sorry, uh, How to Make Money With Your Blog. That was the first one, Yeah. and um, uh, no secrets in that one, right? How to Make Money With Your Blog. Um, It is a little older, so some of the systems have changed, some of the tactics are a little bit different, Um, but it was a hugely educational experience for me. Uh, The second book was Turn Clicks Into Customers, and that's more about conversion optimization. There are some really... I still think um, relevant interviews with uh, big names in the space uh, and, you know, what their focus is in these areas. And conversion optimization is a huge opportunity for most businesses. Mm. So it's, it's huge. And I've, you know, written for uh, a number of publications beyond that. Um, obviously, if folks want to track me down, uh, super easy at Dwayne Forster on Twitter. You know, you can also uh, try to find me through Yext, uh, just yext.com. And then, uh, if you look around in there, you'll find some contact information. And if you tell people you're looking for me, they'll put you in touch with me.
1: Yeah, and I found that just putting your name into into Google actually you yeah. you're the top <laughs> several hits on the on the, uh, yeah. on the results page, so you're quite easy to find online. Well, thanks so much for coming on, and thanks uh, to our listeners for listening. The Show notes will be in the usual place. That's sitevisibility.co.uk slash Um Please leave us a review if you enjoy the show. If you've got questions or suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Uh, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Dwayne.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Andy. And thank you to the listeners.
1: Thanks, Duane. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.